リンクスタート先輩先輩And welcome into another riveting edition of the Anime Senpai Podcast. Oh, friends and family and wandering adventures, it's always good to sit down and have a moment of my time to spend with you guys to talk about the glorious thing we all know and love called anime. No, it's not cartoons. Dang it, I've heard too much blasphemy being said throughout the social media empire, and this random lady literally asking, Do adults watch anime? Absolutely, they do, because there's a simple answer, but a multitude of reasons. But the simple answer is because we have a Imagination still to our core. We love the youth aspects. We love to stay young at heart, and we love to find peak fiction to its core because no other entertainment market in the world is able to do what anime does. It brings to you a multitude of storylines, a divulging growth and bulging <laughs> aspects of some of the most interesting. Characters, world building, perspective of growth, storytelling, progression of antagonist through a protagonist aspect, everything that you can imagine and fathom is there for you in anime. And I love it so much to my core because trust me, I'm somebody who watches a lot of stuff. I pride myself whenever I watch. I go into some horror stuff. I go into live action. I go into all these things and attributes, but nothing compares to anime. And I think it is for a multitude of reasons as well because if you're somebody who grew up with anime, Then you know what anime is. You understand why it's so involving and so emotionally beautiful, told, and it has this involvement aspect that most shows miss so hard because you have to get incorporated to an actor and to believe that they're playing a role that you are watching. Whereas, per se, a voice actor, even if a voice actor isn't that great, you can still get through it because you eventually get desensitized to the blatancy of whatever they sound like and you can get right into the storyline and fall in love with what is being shown. And it is one of the best ways for somebody with their own imagination or to basically, in a sense, have their therapeutic session and to explain to you what they're going through. That's why I always tout about Neon Genesis. It was such a beautifully told show because it was talking about the things the writer was going through and everything else within it. So, yes, simply put, anime is amazing. That is why we're here. That is why we're together. And that is why it is the pinnacle of entertainment for a long, multitude of years to come. So I'm so glad you guys spent some time with me today. And I want to, above all else, give you some of my sunshine, my love, my positivity to give you guys a better day. Because if you're going through some dark times, know that it won't last and everything gets better as you move forward with the days. And I think that's probably one of the biggest reasons why I continue doing this podcast is because it's something that I enjoy doing. I find myself as somebody as an entertainer. I love to do things that is entertaining to others, but also to bring a unique perspective and to make it fun and engaging. Because if I was going to do something and not put my heart into it, you guys already know I wouldn't be doing this. If I don't bring you guys the best attributes from every aspect of life, then I wouldn't do this. I want to make you think. I want to get you passionate. I want you to be involved in my conversation. I want you to sit there and laugh and smile or to feel some type of way because otherwise you're just being a part of nothing and I don't want that for any of us. I think life is too precious. I think that the multitude of things that we watch and our different type of tastes and attributes of what we look for in a show is what makes us all amazing because trust me, my opinion is no greater than yours. My attributes of what I think is not better than yours. I just have better taste. <laughs> I'm just kidding but still, it's a lot of fun and so that's why I do this show and that's why I have so much fun with it Even though I am highly disappointed with what has happened in the Crunchyroll Award show. So as I welcomed you in, as I gave you some light and love, and as I told you that, yes, we are loving anime and watching it. So all y'all crazy people out there that don't understand it, go back to watching your Mean Girls, your Bachelor, whatever your fake reality TV shows are. Because trust me, we don't look for drama. We look for something that makes us feel, oh my God, multitude of ways. So now, as we all know, 
Every time we change the chapter and move from month to month, I like to look back and shout out those who listen to the show better than the rest, who play me in constant rotation, who give me nothing but love and involvement and passion and romance and desire and keep me in play no matter where they are. And that makes me feel so good. So why not make you guys feel just as good by shouting you out in the places you are? So so let's get into one of my favorite segments we have. Weebs all around the world. You know who you are because I shout you out when I do this segment on the show. And I'm always all the way up because I thank you guys for being around. And that's why we play, baby. (laughs) So, without a doubt, I would like to start with the weebs around the world and see exactly who is listening to the show and where they are. And what's really cool is a couple different countries popped up in the month of February, even though I wasn't here for that long in that month because of all the stuff I was going through. So at number five in the world is India. Shoutouts to India. I'm very happy that I get some play with you guys. I hope you guys know I am a huge touter of Indian fine cuisine. I go to a multitude of places around me. There is one called Punjabi Tandoori. There's another one called Bollywood. That's Indian restaurant number two. I'm such a huge fan of your guys' food, your culture, your taste. I am just enamored with everything about you. So I thank you for being a part of my family as I'm a part of yours. At number four, Oman. Adil from Oman. If Adil, you are listening to this, I am happy you have found this show. And I love you, my friend. It's good to have you back with us. At number three is Canada. Canada, eh? I'm so sorry for the time I've wasted. Good day. Good morrow. And you can go in front of me. Cut me off. It's all good. At number two, the UK, the United Kingdoms, and at number one, the United States. Thank you guys for playing all around the world. And to everyone else in your countries that are listening, trust me, I still appreciate you. Now, quickly in the US of A, the top five states are number five, Florida. Number four, New York City in New York. At number three is Utah. At number two is Texas. And at one, California. Hi, it is me, Arnold. I want to be a governor of California. Thank you, guys. I'm very happy to have my heart with all of you guys and to be played at any time at any waking day because that's the best part about podcasts. It's always there for you. You can listen to the show at any time you need to pick me up or if you want somebody to get hot about because they have some crazy outlandish anime takes at times, too. So (laughs) I thank you guys. And that's closing out the weebs all around the world. I thank you guys. And you know who you are. (laughs) So as I mentioned and teased for all of you, The Crunchyroll Awards are finally done. They had their ceremony and their award nominees and winners, and it looked like it was like a gala kind of event. I actually saw like some highlight videos of them actually at a stage, and they had microphones, and they were reading them off of cards, trying to look like the Oscars and the Grammys. It's like, yo, chill. That's why we like animes, because it isn't Hollywood. So y'all better calm down on this award crap, okay? I'd rather it be like, you know, more like us. Fun, uh, lucrative, just people having a good time. We don't need this whole professionalism. It's like the thing the thing I always gripe about with sports casting, because I work in the sports world, is that they're always wearing suits and ties and stuff like that. And it's like, yo, this is sports. It's it's not that serious. It doesn't need to be this uptight. Just wear jerseys, wear shirts, wear cotton, whatever. You ain't got to wear suits all the time. It's like such a weird look. It's supposed to make them seem like we are newscasters. We are here with the important news. No, you're just giving hot takes about grown men playing a sport. Like what? Calm yourself down. Now I want to go through with you guys. And look back at everything that has happened within the Crunchyroll Awards of 2023. So before we do that, I have to tell you this. Um, Attack on Titan has also dropped. It has just dropped its final season part three. It came out yesterday on Crunchyroll. It was an hour long. And I will say this. The fact that so many people were so hyped for this show and the massive following this show has is heartwarming to the core because the fact that this is probably one of the only shows that has shut down Crunchyroll multiple times because of how many people and the volume of people trying to find it and download it and play it. It's almost like the Chainsaw Man thing and all that stuff. I... I'm so happy to know that anime is growing this rapidly to where that a massive platform like Crunchyroll that has been out for so bleeping long actually had issues with its servers. That is amazing to me. That is when you far exceed the capacity of what you've been able to do, even with the massive influx of people watching shows all the time. That is so just heartwarming. I'm so glad to hear that we are in an age now 
that so many people are finally giving anime a chance. And I know you know this as well. A lot of people getting into anime today are for the first time. A multitude of people around us that are starting to get involvement into anime are adults. I hope you really recognize that because the world itself, it tries to take away from you your innocence, your imagination, your childhood. It tries to make you quote unquote grow up so fast and then it makes you have to suffer through all these hardships these shit jobs these bills these suffering these illnesses all this the world is so crappy as it is why would you give up something that is so pure to your heart and keeps you feeling young at heart and lets you reconnect with the good times of your life that is what anime does for a lot of people and so to see so many people now moving over into anime the new generation of gen z alpha whatever we're on now omega all these kids now getting into anime because they have the ability to not like a lot of us did when we were growing up you had to watch it on vhs and all that stuff it's so cool and magical to see that the new wave is coming just like when demon slayer had its mugen train movie drop in theaters it blew everything out of the water they had so many sales the anime is so well done because of the animation style it is one of those movies you go to a movie theater watch because of how much they put into their animation style that's what's so dope about this so to my heart to see how how Attack on Titan can do this repeatedly now to shut down a massive platform like Crunchyroll is supreme and I love it. So I have some thoughts. I have a lot of things I want to talk about with what happened in this uh, hour long special of the final season part three. But I'm going to save it for next week because there's so much to get into tonight with the Crunchyroll stuff. I feel like I would be doing it an injustice to go half and half. You feel what I'm saying? Like, I want to go full send on whatever I do. So just know that I am going to do a lot of talk about this next week. There's a lot of good stuff to talk about. And plus, I'd like to give you guys a little bit more time to watch it because I do plan to talk about some important things within that episode. So like I'm going to do a spoiler alert, kind of a warning. A lot of stuff within that episode needs to be talked about. And if you're somebody who has never watched Attack on Titan, shame on you. Uh, If you're new to anime, it's okay. I highly recommend you get into Attack on Titan because they said it's going to be about six months for the final part. And this is another big fail by the anime community too. A lot of people have been speaking very ill about the whole entirety of Attack on Titan saying that they're milking this show, that they are waiting six months to milk this show. Um, I'm pretty sure we see milking terminology in a different attribute because milking would mean that they're prolonging to constantly make revenue from something that they're producing. But if they put it on pause and have to wait six months to come back to finish it, uh, explain to me how that's uh, milking. I would really like to see from your perspective how that's milking because I consider a show more like Naruto and Naruto going into like this whole Boruto crap now. And it's like, dude, you're milking a series because you know people will keep watching it. One Piece. Why do you think it keeps going on and on and on and they take so much time in each arc and everything they're doing? Because they know they have time, so they will milk it. You have to remember, this is what a lot of longer shows do, is they will milk a topic and they will milk a segment or they will milk an arc because they have the availability because you are now committed. You are now a fan for life. That's why music artistry and a lot of big musics and all the fake ones you listen to, because trust me, they're not big because they're good, they're big because they sign contracts. You listen to a lot of their shit even though a lot of their music is shit now because you're just a fan of them. I just want to rock, rock, rock. I just want to rock, rock, rock. What are you even saying? You just want to rock? Can we make an actual verbal agreement on something good of prolific understanding? It's just a beat. It's really just a beat. Most of this hip hop and bullshit people listen to now is just beats. And I feel like you don't even realize a lot of the music now is taking a lot of older beats and genres because they know they're taking the good stuff from the past and just touching it up now for the dumbed down society we are. I hope you really realize that. So that's why I'm getting into this is that I'm pissed off because I've seen a multitude of creators on TikTok and I'm going to post a couple of these videos next week defending Attack on Titan because it deserves to be. Don't even get me started on Aaron. That's the fun conversation. That's what it should be about. If we really think about this little side detour, the conversation should be about Aaron Yeager and all the things about the show and the attributes of what we think and our opinions. Is it right? Is it wrong? What's coming? Let's predict this and that. But they're bitching about the fact that it's going to take six months. 
Grow the F up, dude. You literally sound like grown-ass kids in a car. Like, Are we there yet? Are we there yet? How long? Oh, my gosh. Grow up, dude. Enjoy the moment. You're telling me you can't find other stuff to do within six months? Dude, piss off. You're just a part of this, like, I'm enraged, I'm the victim mentality we have now, and it pisses me off because we don't know how good we have it. And that's disgusting to hear grown-ass men, and women probably, too, complaining that we have to wait six months. Chill. But I'll get more into that. Trust me. I have so much that's a little bit of a tease for you. There's a lot of things I want to talk about. I can do an entire hour easily on just that new episode and everything that's happened because of it. So, yeah, make sure you guys watch it because next week is going to be fun. So, we need to talk now today about everything that happened at this recent Crunchyroll Award 2023. The results are in, and I am upset. Uh, I am very upset because let me open this card here and look. Oh, you all failed again. I'm just so flabbergasted at the fact that the shows that win are getting so effing predictable now. And that's what hurts my head so much is the fact that if I went back, and I'm not going to because it's just going to upset me. If I went back and looked at every show that I picked, I'm sure when I did it in that previous episode that I said, this is who should win. This is who I think should win, but this is probably who's going to win. I bet you I probably called a lot of them then, if that's the case. I bet you I have no doubt in my mind I called most of them if that's the case. And that's upsetting because that shows you now how predictable this stuff is. You guys don't realize that when they show you and you go to Crunchyroll.com and you look at their website and you look at the thing that they do, they show you like, these are our people who choose the award winners. These are the people who have their voters. And it's like, okay, no matter what happens... No matter who you make a voter, whether it even be just an open vote for the fandoms or just interior of critiques and critics and stuff like that, it's always going to be bias. It's extremely hard for people to remove their ego and their bias and to judge something off of what's in front of them. So to give it the Apple critiques that it deserves because it is what is supposed to be done when you are rating something. I don't care about your bias. I don't care about what you like, you dislike, if it's your type of genre, any of that bullcrap. When you're critiquing something, you put your bias to the side and you critique what is in front of you. So perfect example. I'm not a mushroom fan, right? I don't like eating mushrooms unless they're psychedelics. (laughs) I don't like eating mushrooms. But if you give me a dish and it has, say, cream of mushroom or some mushroom delectable cheese cut grated or whatever, like it's stuffed portobello mushrooms, whatever, and you're asking me to honestly rate it for you because, say, you've made it yourself, it's a restaurant, whatever it is, and you're asking me to critique it, I'm putting my bias to the side and I'm going to eat it and tell you how it tastes, the texture, if it's too crunchy, if it's too dry, if it's too moist, the te- if it's too sweet, salty, how it tastes, how it sits, the aftertaste. I'm going to critique it how you're supposed to. And I'm telling you now, this has been happening for years and years and years, just like the Glo- Golden Globes, just like the Oscars, whatever it is, the Grammys, all that crap. They are extremely biased, and it's an inside like fandom that basically carries things through the hype and makes it win if it's supposed to or not, and that pisses me off. We have to look at what's in front of us. So, for example, some of the things that I think should be very much a critique aspect and something that should be added to a show as like bonus points is how well it is uh, welcomed by the community. So, perfect example: this show didn't win shit. The entire award show. And I'm going to go quickly and scroll through here right now. Let's see. Uh, Okay, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. It didn't win a single award. Do you know how much that pisses me off? My Dress Up Darling is literally the antithesis of a show nobody was expecting. Do you understand that My Dress Up Darling was a slice of life anime? Do you really understand what I'm trying to get to with this? Everything that is carried within the anime community is shonen animes. Shonen animes are what drive the market because everybody likes to see superheroes, demons and warriors fighting, this crazy attributes of a storytelling, whether it be from demons or spies or assassins or titans or demons. It's just all I'm saying is that we are so carried away 
with the shonen aspects that that is the most dominant market within the genre of anime i'm telling you right now if you ask me for like a one two and three it's shonen number one and there's a major gap between two and three after that and that's heartbreaking that really is heartbreaking because that overtakes over so many beautiful attributes of other shows that really are trying to get shine and show you that it's not all bullshit in this other side of the genre so for example slice of lives I call myself self-proclaimed like Kobe Bryant and the Mamba. I am a slice of life king. I love slice of lives. It is my go-to genre. I watch it all the time. It's everything that I enjoy and dig. And so I'll get into Kaguya some and all that stuff too, but it's a market and it's a type of niche that gets crapped on way too much for stupid reasons because people like to use the term of, oh, it's so redundant. It's so played out there's so many tropes that are always in there oh it's just he likes her she's the popular girl hot one he's the nerd oh look there's a firework festival oh she slipped and felt yeah it's called a love story it's the same shit with all of your shonen stuff what happens when you're about to lose a fight yell loud oh if that's not working yell louder I mean, it's the same crap, dude. It happened since Dragon Ball Z times. It's just how it goes in Shonen's. Name all of them. Austin Black Clover. Tanjiro and Demon Slayer. Aaron and an Attack on Titan. You want me to keep going? Like, <laughs> Jujutsu Kaisen. I mean, like, dude, it happens all the time. Just yell and you power up. It's just... Uh, it, it irks me because... I understand something is better because of what it is, right? Everybody loves pizza as a terminology. Oh, you can get pizza at any party. Everybody's happy. But if you get like crab or salmon or stuff like it's going to be harder for certain people. Dude, I get what you're trying to say. I'm just saying that and why I'm setting this up is my dress up darling deserved to have won at least one award this year. My dress up darling did something no other show did this entire year. My Dress Up Darling was above Demon Slayer and Attack on Titan for multiple weeks as the number one watch show because of how polarizing it was. Can you understand that during the Attack on Titan final season part two and Demon Slayer, the Mugen train art that everybody was hyped about that was going crazy, My Dress Up Darling was above it for multiple weeks. Are you really registering what I'm saying to you right now? A slice of life about a girl who cosplays was number one for multiple weeks. I'm trying to beat this into your head to really get you to register here. We effed up as a community. How did we not carry them to at least one award? Like, bruh. And if you're going to ask me which one, I'm sure when we go through these, I'll be able to tell you which one. But it still just pisses me off that the fandom, and again, this is like the whole culture of trends. If an anime is trendy, it gets carried more than it should. So, for example, a lot of the thing on TikTok I see is One Piece. And I can say this with all the pride in my life and knowing that I'm a thousand percent accurate with this. Every anime creator that I've stumbled across on TikTok, and I'll just say this, most aren't good, but there are some that are enjoyable. Most of them just do, you know, fun little things and stuff like that. Nobody really articulates into stuff like that. It's, it's tough. So you got to do what you can, right? Most creators don't get many views. And then there's some who do because they've been doing a long time, whatever it may be, they have a following. But I promise you this, any creator that I stumbled across that has a massive liked video was about One Piece. And so I click on their page to see what they are. A lot of them focus on One Piece. You want to know why? Because it gets them likes and views. So they stick to it. They don't do anything else because anytime they try to track away from it or do something else, nope, they get slapped instantly. And then they go right back to where the water was to sticking on the trends because guess what? One Piece carries TikTok and that's fine. You guys can love One Piece. You can do whatever you want. I'm just explaining to you that most creators get stuck in that hole of being sucking on it because they know that's the teat that has the most milk in it. And it's really sad because I've stumbled across a lot of these TikTok creators. And I'm like, man, you guys can be doing so much more and having fun. Nope. I just do One Piece because that's what gets the likes. All right, man. Hey, it's a big show for a reason. I get it. Do your thing. I just want more creativity. And so that's what upsets me is that a lot of these things, just as the example with TikTok, it also plays a part into the segregation now of how we divide these animes and justify them as being better than others rather than critiquing the entirety of the show to seeing what's in front of us to justly picking the right one that deserves to be the winner. And that's what pisses me off is we're not justly looking at everything from every attribute from a critiquing side to the, the plot line, the characters, their development, the progression of the story is 
there any fill time? Is there any wasted time? What are they trying to portray? Is it corny? Is it cheesy? Is it delectable? Is it actually giving me some kind of feeling? Is it like there's so many things you can break down about the animation style? How about the character design? How about the unique design? Like there's so much you can go into, but yet we get so carried into these trends and these top of the line trendy animes and we just simp over them. And it's so disgusting to me because dog, I know a lot of these shows and I'll admit are good shows. But again, how do we not do something for My Dress Up Darling? Marin is a sensational character. She is one of the most beautifully designed characters and has such a pure heart. And her and Gojo-kun were the couple we were all yearning for. Why was it that for multiple months on TikTok, I saw so many people doing videos on My Dress Up Darling? Why is it that most of the cosplays you saw were on that? Why is that? Well, it's because, Alex, most people just follow trends because they can't think for themselves. Well, I know that, but I'm saying that is such a delectable thing, and I was so pumped to see it because I loved that show. I was telling so many people about it, and to hear some people actually stand up and say that, yo, this show was one of my favorites, or yo, Marin is actually one of my favorite female characters now, is amazing, and it is justly due. She is a sensational character. The fact that you have a character that was able to cosplay a multitude of different characters while continuing the storyline, having some fun, some little lewd stuff here and there, the etchiness vibe, and then carrying it and having the humor aspects and just the wholesomeness of Gojo-kun and Marin being young and liking each other. What more could I have asked for? It was everything I could have wanted. And again, I'm just taking a stand for that show because I'm disappointed as a whole because Crunchyroll Award shows continuously continue and continue them to disappoint me. It's just, it's upsetting, man. I want us to get it right just one time. It's just like I told you back in the day with Aaron Yeager. I think it was last year, how he could have won protagonist and antagonist of the year. Why didn't he? Why didn't he? It's the same thing that's going on this year. Aaron Yeager is the antagonist of the world. Oh, but he's the protagonist. You can't be the protagonist and the antagonist. Yes, you can. <laughs> Why are you blocking shit off? It just confuses me. I thought the English language is all made up anyways. We just gave it meaning and desire so that way we can communicate with one another. So why don't we keep expanding it? If you go to Webster's.com and look at the comparisons of the 70s, 60s, 50s to 80s, 90s, 2000s, words change all the time with their meaning. Why are you so close-minded is my attribute. That's why I'm so pissed off is that would have been the perfect time and probably one of the only times as of right now in recent history history that an anime character could have won protagonist and antagonist of the year it's fitting he was both he's more antagonist now than protagonist the protagonist turned into all of his friends and allies in the human race like what oh god i just had to get that off my chest because every time i see that we have the ability to do something great we wet the bed we always wet the bed. And you can sit here and disagree with me. That's fine. But if you watched My Dress Up Darling and really watched the show for what it was and enjoyed it, you would also say with me, yeah, they should have won something. That was a great show. People are begging for a second season already. Like, what? All right. But enough of that. Let me get off my high horse. Let's have some fun and do what we did on the prediction side and go through all of these different selections, the different type of genres, the different type of winners. And what I'll do is I'll give you the winner of the set. Uh, I guess you could say the criteria of the genre it was within whatever category. And I'll let you know my thoughts. OK, so we'll go from the ground up and end with the anime of the year. So there was a lot of these that I didn't even notice, but there was a lot of voiceover performances. There was a winner for Arabic, for German, for Portuguese, for Italian, for Spanish, for French, for Castilian, English, and Japanese. You know why that's so dope is because anime is growing so much that in different countries now, they are having their own voice actors to voice act these shows. That is amazing, and that should prove to you guys how much anime is growing. So shout-outs to everybody in their own countries and their own languages to have the ability to enjoy these shows and to ex without having to just read the whole time. They can listen to it as well. I love that. Big shout-outs. So we'll go with the voice actor in English, and the winner was Zach Aguilar. And Zach Aguilar won for Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Now, I'm not upset. His voice acting work was great. I loved the character he played. It was a really dope MC and everything like that. So I like this character. I have no ill will. I think it's a great pick. A lot of the different actors within this too. I, I would have personally liked Amelie to have won for My Dress Up Darling because it's one of her first big roles she got to do in a voiceover world because she's a big you know music artist and stuff like that. So I'm not upset. I'm not upset. 
I, I, it's fine. I, I know the hype and the craziness behind edge runners. So that's cool. I'm cool with that. That's a okay. Now for the Japanese side, this one I'm extremely happy about. It was Yuki Kaji for Aaron Yeager. Now that I am so happy about, and I'm so full send on because if you go back and attack on Titan, there's certain animes that I only watch in certain type of dub or sub. It's specifically because of how good the voice acting is on those, I guess you could say characters. So on the Japanese side, if the show starts off really well with me and I love the voice acting that they have on the Japanese side, I won't even touch the dub. Same with the dub side. So Spice and Wolf uh, is one of my all time. It's literally my all time favorite anime. Uh, Spice and Wolf, I will never touch the Japanese side. I will never touch it. I, I'm, I will never go sub. I am completely dub on that because the two voice actors hit out of the park for Holo and Lawrence. I, I'm just, oh my God, sensational. So to see Yuki win this one, I have no ill will for because Aaron Yeager's character and how crazy of depth the voice actor has to go into for a multitude of different ways and feelings from going from happiness to sadness to despair to basically falling in the hole of himself to finding a way to pick it up to have this whole nonchalant even lifelessness to feeling within the voice like, oh my god. I have no ill will. Shoutouts to Yuki. I'm a thousand percent happy with this one. You deserved it. There's a reason why Attack on Titan is one of the greatest animes. Now, let's go into some of these uh, different categories now. So for best romance, the winner was Kaguya-sama, Love is War, the ultra romantic. I'm not upset about this. I'm not upset. I'm, I'm totally fine with this. Again, I understand that Kaguya-sama has one of the biggest followings in fandom as well. A1 Pictures, they do a great job with this show. I understand this, and I get it. A lot of people have been waiting for this. They keep wanting to have more. They're excited for whenever the movie comes out or whatever it is. I know there's still a little bit left. I get it, and I understand it. I personally never dived that far into it. I know a lot of people tell me I should, and I'm sure I'm going to finally go into it more, but it's just the fact that I know the following. I understand everything the show does. I see why it's so highly rated. The fandom, it's cool. I'm fine with that. I personally would have liked my dress up darling because I think that is a little bit more of an expression of a best romance because of the character and the love they have for one another where the other show and Kaguya-sama, they're just basically like, I'm going to make you admit it first. No, I'm going to make you admit it first when the ending of my dress up darling was poetic. They literally get to talk on the phone. Gojo-kun falls asleep and she gets to tell him Dude, I love you. And oh, God, man. Still hits me to this day. I hope you guys know I want no more My Dress Up Darling, by the way. I was chilling off that one season. It ended so good. I don't need any more. So the winner was Kagi Sama for Best Romance. It's fine. I'll accept it. I figured as much, and that's cool. Now, Best Fantasy. The winner for Best Fantasy, of course, Demon Slayer. Kamitsu no Yaiba. Well, of course, Demon Slayer, right? It, it's. Uh, it just pisses me off, dude. Like, if I read you these other shows, let's just pause, right? I'm going to take out Demon Slayer. So now, Kamitsu no Yaiba is not here, okay? The Entertainment District arc, it's out. So there's only these other five shows. The Case Study of Anatus, Ranking of Kings, Jobless Reincarnation, Overlord, and Made in Abyss. If I gave you those five shows right there... We're literally having a heated discussion and almost into a debate about how great each of these shows are in their own perspective reasons. I, I, you have no idea how tough it would be for me to pick between those five. I personally would like Made an Abyss to win something because of how sensational of a show it is and how freaking left field it hits me because of how good it is. Overlord seeing eyes take over the entirety of the world now. Mashuko Tensei, the whole jobless reincarnation and Isekai twist that people enjoy and gets kind of dark at times. The case study of Vanitas with some of the most beautiful animation fight scenes you can watch too. And Raking of Kings with Boji and his whole story. Like... You guys have no idea how great all of these shows are. All of these. I have nothing bad to say about a single show in this entirety of Best Fantasy. But guess what? Demon Slayer wins. And it sucks. It sucks because I don't think Demon Slayer should have won this. I don't. They have won plenty of things before. 
they don't deserve it this time. They just really don't. I, I'm just sick of the fact that of this, the animation style. The animation style, it's so great. The fantasy. Dude, it's just die, guys fighting demons. Like, bro, I need more than that. I need sustenance. I don't want just beans and rice every night. It's just beans and rice with hot sauce. Beans and rice with red sauce. Beans and rice with yellow sauce. Beans and rice with green sauce. I'm tired of it. I'm just, Kamitsu no Yaiba. I'm just, <laughs> I know I'm pooping on it, and I'm not trying to. It's just, the fandom is so high key for Demon Slayer when it shouldn't. You want to talk about a show that's milking its fans, as we I mentioned briefly before about people shitting on Attack on Titan? Guys, the movie just dropped for this new one for Demon Slayer. Did you know that almost half the movie is recap? Do you know that? Do you? If you watch the seasons, you're going there to watch half of it now as a recap. And y'all paying money for that? Bro, that's all you. You guys have fun. I will not be going to the movie theater watching this Demon Slayer. I'll just wait for the season to come out because it's going to do the same thing it always does. Just play it out in the season. Same thing happened with Mugen Train. Why would it be different this time? Ugh, but I'm just upset. I'm, I'm, this one pisses me off. I understand the whole my dress up darling thing, and that's fine. You guys can have your way. I'll enjoy the show myself. But to give it to Demon Slayer over these five other shows, y'all messed up hard. Y'all messed up real hard. Uh, let's go now to best drama. Best drama was Attack on Titan Final Season Part 2. Now, I don't know how you don't pick this show. I really don't know how you don't pick Attack on Titan when... The rumbling is literally upon us. Everything that happened with Zeke, with Aaron, with Paradise Island, you guys don't understand. This is the climax. This was the multitude buildup to the pinnacle moment of all the seasons, all the episodes, all the Titan fights, all the suffering, all the death, and plenty more death now. This was the pinnacle moment for all of it. Attack on Titan deserves this win, and I have no ill will to it. I'm not upset. It just sucks, man, because Kotaro Lives Alone was one of the nominees, and I loved that show. It's so cute, dude. It's so heartwarming. Made in Abyss again is a nominee. 86 was in this one. Cyberpunk. Kick rock, Cyberpunk. <laughs> and Dance Dance. That's another solid show, too. Uh, I'm fine. I will not be upset. I think Attack on Titan should be winning a lot of stuff now because the show's coming to an end. Just like I God hope it better win some stuff this next coming up, too. I'm okay with this. I'm fine. I'm okay. I have no ill will. I loved Kotoro Lives Alone. I've sung the praises about Made in Abyss, so I'm fine with that. Best drama to attack on Titan Final Season Part 2. No ill will. I'm a-okay with that. Now, best comedy. This one, I have no ill will for again, okay? This one is best comedy. Spy Family won this one. So shout-outs to Wit Studio and the collab with Cloverworks. This is a sensational show. Uh, Spy Family... A lot of people knew about it. They've been reading the manga and everything. I had no idea what to expect from this show. And as soon as I started watching it, how do you not fall in love with Anya? How do you not simp over Yor? How do you not want to be boys with Lloyd? I mean, the show itself is insane. Anya carries it on her little back. She's insane. I'm telling you, no ill will. I'm totally cool with this. I think it's definitely well-deserved. Um, I know a lot of people might have said Kaguya-sama. Uh, My Dress Up Darling, I really didn't think it was more of a comedy, just like Kotaro Lives Alone. Uh, the one that I could see would be more of a runner-up is the two between Uncle from Another World and your boy Kangming, but that's okay. Spy Family, you can take it. I have no ill will. I think the show is sensational, and you guys deserve some hype for it. Now, best action. Oh, what a surprise. Demon Slayer again. Kamitsu no Yaiba! Entertainment District Arc. So, that's fine. Um, I, I Between all the subjects and selections here, it was Demon Slayer, Attack on Titan, JoJo's, which this JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, The Stone Ocean, was really well done. Spy Family, Cyberpunk, and Licorice Recoil and Spy Family. I understand it. Demon Slayer's built off of its actions it's its whole attribute. It's a shonen. I get it. I have no ill will. I have nothing against it. I'm, I see it. I see it. I won't fight this one. This is something that Demon Slayer can win and I'm fine with. If you want to give it best action, trust me. I know what it's carrying it on. But best fantasy? God, piss off. It's just demons. Ugh. All right. Sorry. Let's keep going. Now, must protect at all costs character. Of course, Anya. And I'm okay with this. I'm fine with it, and I love it. 
I personally would have loved Kotaro, but I don't think enough people watch Kotaro because it was a Netflix exclusive kind of a show. And Spy Family, I'm sure, was on a multitude of sites. Kotaro lives alone. God, Kotaro needed to be protected. He was a young kid living on his own. Anya has freaking a spy and assassin protecting her. Like, do you guys see? This is the crap I was just talking about. We as fans let the hype take us and we don't stop to breathe and listen to what's being asked. Must protect at all costs. I'm pretty sure Anya is being protected pretty well in the show. I know what the terminology is. Kotoro nails that. Marin's she's old enough. She has Gojo-kun. Cajun Boji, I can see that one. Shoko, eh. But Anya and Kotoro, I'm fine with those two being the last two to select of like the top two, but you got to give it to Kotoro, man. Y'all, if you can do me a favor, go watch Kotoro Lives Alone on Netflix, and you tell me that young man doesn't deserve to be protected at all costs, okay? You tell me. Anya, I don't feel as much for her as I do for Kotoro, okay? I'm just saying, she hit the lotto. She got a great family she's with right now. God, pisses me off, dude. Uh, best supporting character now, Anya from Spy Family again. Back to back, a lot of wins for Spy Family in this award. That's fine. I'm okay with this. I think that's great. Uh, if you ask me between the two, I think Anya should be best supporting character because I think she carried the entirety of Spy Family, like I just said. So yeah, I'm all for that. I think that's a great selection. Uh, Rebecca, Rebecca, I could see that one too being one. Cage, sure. Tengen, eh, too many wives for my liking. Yor, she's too hot. I, I mean, she's not she's not the best supporting character. She's just, you know, she's just part of the mix. But Anya, yes. This one, no ill will, no complaints. I do think Anya should have won best supporting character, but not must protect at all costs. Now, best main character. Thank God we got this one right at least, okay? I'm, I'm very happy this one was correct. Best main character was Aaron Yeager. Thank gosh. Y'all guys got this one right, okay? Thank gosh. I'm excruciatingly, thousand percent, he was the best main character in every attribute possible. And I hope you guys know too, I just noticed this as I'm scrolling up and down. Did you guys notice that Crunchyroll no longer has best antagonist and best protagonist? Because do you guys realize that Aaron Yeager blurred that line between antagonist and protagonist? Do you guys realize that a lot of characters that are going to be coming out in newer shows in the next coming of years are going to also mold and bend the line of what an antagonist and protagonist is? Because Aaron Yeager did that. He was the hybrid character. He was both. He started as a pro, ended as an antag unbelievable i just noticed that and i wanted to mention that real quick that Crunchyroll don't do that anymore so that's funny but yes as for best main character thousand percent i'm on board with this aaron yeager all the way better than marin better than david better than boji better than chisato better than lloyd thousand percent aaron yeager and everything he went through and what this whole final season part two was about bruh mappa take a year if you need to for the last part i can chill y'all worth it now best director how in the hell does Kamitsu no Yaiba win again? How does Haruo win over Yuichiro? Are you kidding me? You guys, like, where are we missing this? How are we not understanding everything that's happening with Attack on Titan right now? You're telling me because of the backstory with this demon that we had to meet in the whole Entertainment District arc, because of that, because of the fight scenes and all that, so we're cons- we're just going to say that the best director was the one that had the better fight scenes over the story progression and the telling. Is that what we're going to admit to ourselves? Because I would even have the guy that did Cyberpunk over Demon Slayer. Can we agree on this? Where am I missing this? I'm really lost for words. How is Demon Slayer winning certain categories? It should not. Is the fandom just that hyped for it? Do people just love to see Tanjiro... Like, I'm trying to really understand it. The fight scenes? Bro, ain't none of the main characters going to die. Sorry to boil your bubble here and burst your thing. Ain't none of the main characters going to die. This is a kiddier show to me. Like, literally. I uh, Pisses me off. But we'll move forward. (laughs) Best anime song. The Rumbling. Thank God you guys picked it right again. Yes. The rumbling was the perfect song. It is literally called What is Happening and the entirety of the story building up to this exact moment. Rumbling, rumbling, 
It's coming, rumbling. I'm gonna step on you. And they do. The rumbling absolutely is the best song. I'm telling you now, if you listen to the entirety of what it was, that song and what is happening in this season part two, oh my gosh. Breathtaking. And trust me when I say this, I'm not an Attack on Titan fanboy. I just know peak when I watch it. And anybody who sits here and says anything ill about Attack on Titan, (laughs) y'all sound stupid AF is all I'm going to say nicely because y'all really don't understand. If you go back and watch this show from the start to this hour-long special that they had before the final comes out, and you sit here and tell me that everything that was written and the connections that everything has to one another is not understandable... Ooh, just turn on some more Kimitsu no Yaiba so you can enjoy yourself. Now, the best film. This one, I am actually shocked. Jujutsu Kaisen from MAPPA won the best film. Jujutsu Kaisen Zero. I'm cool with it. Again, I understand the Shonen Marketplace. I understand that it's the biggest one ever. It's huge. It carries. I get it. I personally thought One Piece film Red would have done better than Jujutsu Kaisen. I mean, I'm a little shocked at that, if we're going to be real. Or Dragon Ball Super. Did any of you guys watch the superhero one? That's actually a solid Dragon Ball movie. My personal favorite was Bubble. Again, I have different tastes than most. That's fine. I thought Netflix did a great job on this one as well. Uh, But yes, Jujutsu Kaisen Zero wins this one. That's fine. I get it. I'm just shooketh that the One Piece is not real on this one. I thought the One Piece is real. Everybody told me it was real. I guess not. Now, the best score, Attack on Titan, baby. And it should have won. It absolutely should have won. If you go back and listen to every song being played within the final season part two, you cannot tell me it doesn't add suspense, horror, terror, the agonizing fear, and the empathy of the darkness that suffers within the soul of Aaron Yeager and every single person now that he has to choose to kill. Because remember, either decision he made, a lot of people going to die. Just remember that, okay? Before you sit there and genocide, genocide. Yeah, look at the fingers that are pointing back at you. Three, sucker. okay? God, I told you I have a lot to say about that. But yes, 1,000% best score is Attack on Titan. Now, best ending sequence. Comedy by Spy Family. This is actually a solid pick. I was a big fan of Spy Family. I liked the whole show. I loved the ending. It was well done. Everything closed out perfectly. Bravo. Bravo, bravo, bravo. I loved it. And also, shout out to Call of the Night getting a lot of uh, nominees. They were on this one as well. Uh, the six again were Spy Family, My Dress Up Darling, Kaguya-sama, Attack on Titan, uh, Comey Can't Communicate, and Call of the Night. I am a thousand percent okay with comedy winning this from Spy Family because if you pull it up on your YouTube right now, uh, yeah, sucka, that's the one. Now, best opening sequence, suck it, suck it, suck it, Attack on Titan, thousand percent. We just talked about the rumbling. We just talked about everything. If you go back and watch the actual opening, just the OP and watch it on YouTube, you cannot tell me the part where it goes zooms in on Aaron's eye and it shows the rumbling with the Titans because of what was coming. Like, bruh, foreshadowing on foreshadowing. Oh, and it goes back to their younger days with the tree and the wall just breathtaking. I love when a show goes full circle, full circle, a full circle. And this show absolutely went full circle. Thousand percent attack on Titan. One thousand percent attack on Titan. I feel like right now I'm being a uh, attack on Titan fanboy and that's okay. It's peak fiction. So we'll get by. So <laughs> best opening sequence again, the rumbling. Now, best continuing series, One Piece. That's all good. This is fine. I'm glad at least the One Piece is real on one of these. That's okay. I will accept it. I know One Piece has been out for 10 billion years, has 700,000 episodes. I get it. One Piece, I'm all for it. I would have much rather, this says a lot, I would have much rather it been One Piece than Kamitsu no Yaiba. I would have punched myself in the face. That's fine. I'm all for it. I would have thought maybe Attack on Titan or Kaguya-sama maybe would have, you know, step-upped and took it there. Maybe even Kaguya-sama because of how much hype it's getting. But no, that's fine. One Piece, take it. The One Piece is real. I will allow it, and I'm fine with it. Best new series. Oh, man. Right here, this is where My Dress Up Darling should have won. This is where it should have won. This is the exact 
category that I'm putting my foot down on. Spy Family won this one. Spy Family won Best New Series. I get it. I saw the hype. I saw how many people were loving it. I saw the ratings on Crunchyroll. I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. But come on, man. I just, I told you why already. I gave you my whole symphony. I've said it. I'm not going to be beating the dead horse right now. I, I, uh, my dress up darling should have won at least one category. To give it nothing this entire time is disgraceful. Disgraceful. Yes. Can I see it being the best new series above Cyberpunk, Spy Family, Call of the Night, uh, Licorice Recoil, and your boy Kongming? A thousand percent. A thousand percent. Because guess what? Those other shows in this category, none of them would have been above Demon Slayer and also Attack on Titan. Mark my words. I'm telling you right now. Shame on us. This is where we failed. Best new series was Spy Family, but it should have been My Dress Up Darling. Now, best animation. Who could have possibly won best animation? Oh, well, it has to be Ranking of Kings, right? No, it wasn't that. Oh, it has to be Occupy Sailor Uniform. No, no, it wasn't that. Well, how about Attack on Titan? They had some crazy stuff, and thankfully they went away from the CGI bullcrap they were doing. No, no, it wasn't that. What about Spy Family? There's some really good fight scenes between Lloyd and Yor and all that stuff, and the great... Uh, they do, like, a whole scene for... Anya, that cat, no, no, wasn't that, oh, okay, so then for sure, then it has to be Cyberpunk then, because Cyberpunk, I mean, shoot, man, that show is extremely fascinating, right? No, no, no. Kamitsu no Yaiba! Guess what? Guess who won Best Animation? You would have, I would have never guessed. I would have literally sat at the edge of my seat and been like, what? Kamitsu no Yaiba Demon Slayer? Bruh, you're tripping. Ain't nobody watching Demon Slayer for the animation style. I'll move on. <laughs> Best character design. Kamitsu no Yaiba. Are you shitting me? You're telling me in a category in best character design where you have Kazumasa Ishida for my dress up darling and having almost six different character designs for one character alone. I think it was five, maybe four or five, whatever. You're gonna not give it to that and all the characters, the the dolls, Gojo-kun, the friends even cosplaying. You're not gonna give it to any of them. You're gonna go Kamitsu no Yaiba. Really? I am calling out whichever fangirl and fanboy is inside of this Crunchyroll award show voting veteran, whatever it is. Y'all need to chill on this Demon Slayer stuff. Like, really? You'll really need to chill. Y'all making me sound like a complainer right now and that's tough to do. Kamitsu no Yaiba over Spy Family, JoJo's, Cyberpunk, Ranking of Kings, and My Dress Up Darling? Really? Congratulations, Akira, for your win. <sighs> All right, now the last two. Best original anime. This was pretty dope. I am actually a 1,000% for this. I agree wholeheartedly. Licorice Recoil, 1,000%. Was the winner and deserves to be. I, I can't even argue this. I love everything about it. The show is sensational. I know the second season and all that stuff. It's it's really well done. Really, really, really well done. I'm all about it. It should have won. It did win. A little sad. You know that birdie wing, the golf one, the golf girl story didn't get a little bit more light, but that's okay. And now, the moment we've all been waiting for. I know your chest is bumping. I know you're passionate. I know you're hot that my dress-up darling didn't win anything and that Kamitsu no Yaiba is winning shit it shouldn't win, but anime of the year cyberpunk edge runners now i said this in discord shout outs to zach i said in discord cyberpunk edge runners did not deserve to be anime of the year would you like to tell me why sure i will tell you why thank you for asking uh it's a thousand percent not kamitsu no yaiba that's in this group spy family i can see the argument for it and what it did Attack on Titan. Guys, girls, cats, dogs, fluffies, Nikos. How are we not understanding something? This is the completion of one of the greatest animes we will ever see again in our lives. This story has so much depth, volume, complexity even an ogre that's like an onion this is like a massive cake that you will never see again in your life 
Attack on Titan deserves to not only win this year, next year, and the year prior. This entire final season, and I know why it didn't win. I can tell you right now why Attack on Titan didn't win. Because of how much of a span that they're doing with this final season. Because they split this final season into four parts. It's ticking a lot of people off. And it's also leaving a bad taste in a lot of people's mouth. And also leaves a lot of room for you to forget what has happened in parts one and two so far. And it pisses me off absolutely pisses me off cyberpunk and i'm not taking anything away from edge runners was a beautifully told story the ending hits really hard you get in real feels when one something happens if you haven't seen the show yet i'm not going to spoil anything the design is great i just surprised that in an age where cyberpunk was really popping off in the 90s and stuff like that in early 2000s a little bit of 80s vibe that now it's coming back like a retro thing and the fact that Again, Netflix did a sensational job on this show. I don't think it deserves anime of the year. Not at all. I I really don't think it does. But I'll tell you why. The fact is because of how many different things in whatever other category has won stuff. I think that they couldn't let Edge Runners go away, especially with Studio Trigger and how much they put into this show and the design, the character look and everything. I know for a fact that... They didn't give it the best character design, which is crazy to me. That shit should have won over Demon Slayer. It's just not on the same par as Attack on Titan. I'm sorry to tell you this. As a one-off series and what it did within one season, absolutely great show. It was so well done. It came out towards the end of the year. Everybody loved it. It shocked everybody. My entire feed on social media was entirely of you-know-who, white hair character, female, cosplaying i get it but again you just have to understand the comparison and contrasting the critiques the criteria they're waiting and this pisses me off they're waiting for attack on titan to truly finish before they give it the accolades it deserves and it pisses me off because we're never going to have this again do you know what this feels like i'm going to compare this to something that sounds crazy and it's a sports reference i'm just going to do it because i work in sports Attack on Titan is seen as LeBron James. And this is without politics, without any of the bullshit. I'm just going off of LeBron on the court and playing his craft of basketball and Attack on Titan within anime. LeBron James is literally seen as second tier to Michael Jordan. Yet nobody in their right mind can sit here and tell me LeBron James is not one of the most gifted, talented, monstrous, and amazing basketball players we will ever see in our life again, forever. The fact that he's played so long and has been in the sport for so many times and has been to so many finals and has lost a lot of them, people hold all that against him rather than seeing this guy is a blip in the radar. This dude, we will never see what LeBron has done ever again. That many title runs, that many different playoffs, that many different times he's been in the league, coming out of high school being touted as the chosen one and actually panning out to beat from how long he's playing, same thing is going on with Attack on Titan. Attack on Titan has been around for over a decade, has done so much for us, yet it's overlooked by other flashy, shiny things and seen like, oh, it's, yeah, whatever, it's too long. It's been out for too long. It's part two of part three of part 45 of uh, Shippuden Attack on Titan part 375. Y'all like to troll the shit out of this, but trust me and mark my words when I say this, as soon as Attack on Titan ends and we're a couple years down the road, y'all are going to look back and tell your fucking friends, I miss that show. That show did something I haven't seen in a long time. In a short span. Only four or five seasons is what we're talking about. Three, it's not even that long if you really look at the episode listings. Compared to long-running animes, Attack on Titan is nowhere near that. And I take a stand for it. As somebody who loves one-season animes, I should be technically telling you right now, Cyberpunk won this one, and they should have. And if I'm telling you it shouldn't, that says a lot. And I love, love Cyberpunk. It's a 10 out of 10. Not a masterpiece, couple critiques here and there, but it's a 10 out of 10. Absolutely 10 out of 10. If I'm saying Attack on Titan should have won this, and I'm not even Attack on Titan fanboy, trust me when I say this. You can go watch my TikTok videos. In my top 10, you can see where it's at. In the masterpiece list I just released of the 10 masterpiece shows I've watched in my lifetime, it's not even number one. It's not even in the top 10. 
Can you register that? Attack on Titan, I didn't even put it to the top 10 because it's not finished. Guys, let's do better, okay? That is what I'm learning every single year. We get together and we do these award ceremonies. I keep realizing how much we still have to go, how far we still need to come as a community, and we need to cut all this bull crap out. We need to stop hating on shows just to hate on shows. We need to stop talking crap on other people's perspectives and opinions just because it's different than ours. It's fine to be trolly. It's fine to have fun with your friends and to talk crap here and there about stuff, but to random people online you do not know does not validate anything you have to say to them. It doesn't. If you want to support them and state your opinion, that's fine. But people are demonstrative to others that they've never met in their life just because their opinions are different. You want an example? Go look at my ratings on Apple Podcast. How is it that I have only five stars and one stars? You want to know why? Those one star people are One Piece fans. Those One Piece fans don't like the fact that I said your show ain't ain't for me. It ain't that great. And they can't stand that because people's minds are so small now. People are so much consumed by this victim mentality. Anybody who differs from the narrative, the mainstream topic, is now seen as an enemy. Rather than somebody that you should find interest in, to ask them, well, that's interesting. Why don't you think it's the best show? They attack you. Oh, he didn't say anything. He doesn't know. He hasn't even watched enough. How many did you watch? Only 100 episodes? You don't know anything. Bro, what? Y'all aren't listening and understanding the purpose of different perspectives of having a different realization and understanding of what is in front of you. That's what this is about. That's what this has always been about. And honestly, I can say this with a lot of pride and feeling comfortable when I say this. We failed again. We absolutely failed again. Looking back through all the entirety of this list, not even half are truly the winners that it should have been. You know what? I'll just be optimistic here. Half. Half of the award winners are correct and half are not and that's upsetting i'm i'm really sad to see that a lot of things in the progression of anime and the culture behind it certain shows always get the light attack on titan here like watch we'll go through right now and we'll count it up so attack on titan got one two three four five six six awards right attack on titan got six let's go to spy family now spy family got one two three four five five awards Demon Slayer. Demon Slayer got one, two, three, four, five, six. Demon Slayer got as much as Attack on Titan. Golly. Unbelievable. And those are the biggest winners out of everybody. Everybody else got a couple here and there. Oh, man. It goes to show you, though. Spy Family, Attack on Titan, and Demon Slayer. Those were the three shows that absolutely consumed this entire award season. Man. I just really want those. You know what? Like, I'll really say it now too. As much as I think that Attack on Titan should have won the anime of the year, at least a one-off show did win it. So I'll even give a little bit more praise to Cyberpunk on this one. I'm cool with them winning it because <sighs> we really just get loyal to one show and stick with it. Crazy. I guess I'm learning as much as you guys are. Now you can see how real this show is. I'm actually growing as I'm talking. <laughs> so yeah, that's your uh, recap. That's the entirety of the 2023 Anime Awards for the past year of 2022. And again, I think that we can still do better. I think that we can do better as fandoms. I think we can be more unbiased. I think we can do a better job of critiquing these shows and actually giving them the just ratings that they deserve and looking at them as a multitude of reasons and really trying to give the award winners the ones that deserve it. So again, we're going to miss Attack on Titan when it's gone, just like we're going to miss LeBron when he's gone. We're going to miss a lot of these things people do because they are setting the tone for what is to come after. If you compare a show to other shows or use a show as an example against other shows or say that this is a show that's in a lot of people's top 10 list or a lot of people's all-time favorite anime that says a lot and again just a little thing here so people don't get all their panties in a bunch i don't talk crap on demon slayer because i dislike the show it's just not for me that's all demon slayer still has some of the best animation style we will ever see and we've ever seen in a long time the storyline tanjiro I love Tanjiro. He's a pure soul. He's a lot like Honda-san from Fruits Basket. 
I have no ill will. I take nothing away from it. I just talk crap again because I think it's funny that Kumitsu no Yaiba is just a lot of people's top one out of all the shows out there. It's just interesting to me, okay? It's just interesting, but again, fandom, I have to understand. New fans, a lot of new people coming in. It's one of the biggest shows, so a lot of people are going to watch that first. It's on a lot of platforms. I understand, and no hate, no ill will. Love what you want. Even if I don't like it, keep loving what you want, okay? That's the biggest thing I can leave you with you guys here tonight is no matter what I say about any of these shows or if I talk down or pipe it up or whatever, y'all come to your own conclusions. Y'all like your own shows and keep supporting the ones you like. Even like One Piece. Bro, I applaud you if you've seen over a thousand episodes. That's commitment. I hope you find a girl or a guy that cherishes you because you can commit. That's a long time, man. <laughs> so I love you guys. And I'm always thankful that you spend some time with me and sit down and have a good time, man. Like, I never know where the show's going to go, but I enjoy every day. Whenever I can sit down and do a podcast, I'm blessed, man. It's it's something I love to do. So I enjoy this for you guys. I don't get paid anything for this. I'm never going to put ad locators in this and sell spots for it, even though they've asked me to already. That's not what I'm doing this for, okay? The bigger I get, the bigger platform I build, then the better guests I can have, the better entertainment I can give you, the better places I can go, the better equipment. I mean, it's just, it all comes with it, you know? If you chase money, you're going to be chasing it for the end of your days. But if you chase happiness, you're going to be a pretty happy person throughout most of your life. So, I love you guys. And uh, next week, you're going to expect a full recap of Attack on Titan. It deserves it. After that episode dropped, oh by gosh almighty, I need to watch it again and to break down so much good stuff with you guys. God, I love you guys so much. And also, what I like to do now when I'm leaving these shows, I like to give you guys some fun anime recommendations. The anime I like to recommend for you guys, this is an older one, and this is a show that maybe a lot of people haven't seen, and it is probably not a lot of people's cup of tea, but if you sit back and give it the time, you might actually have some fun watching it. It's called Honey and Clover. Honey and Clover. It is one of the only claymation intros I've seen for an OP for a show. And it's very simplistic. It's a slice of life vibe. It's these uh, kids in college. They're in artistry and all that stuff. Kind of a love triangle ensues, but it's really fun. I like the character design. And it's an old school vibe because it's an older show. You guys might really enjoy it. So that's my recommendation for you this week. And I love you. I love you lots. So make sure you guys always follow Follow me on all platforms. I've been posting a lot on TikTok again. You can find me on everything. It's just simply Anime Senpai Podcast. If you could for me, if you have an Apple iPhone, please go to Apple Podcasts. Make sure you rate the show. Tell me what you think of it. Comment to me something fun you would like me to do a show topic on because trust me, this is your guys' show. So for a while moving forward, I'm going to go to Apple Podcast and look at your guys' comments of things you would like me to talk about. So go there. Join the Discord. It's very easy to find. Just go to the Instagram page or the TikTok Anime Sent by Podcast. Click the link in the bio. There's an additive there so you can be a part of our Discord family. Shoutouts to Megas for being the Discord manager. And guys, again, enjoy anime your way. The rumbling is here. I'm going to defend a guy that's committing genocide next week. Or am I? Mm, stay tuned. Anime Senpai, out. Anime Senpai, out.